Chapter Thirty Six: Appeal to Ministers. Clean hands and pure hearts. We are nearing the judgment, and those who bear the message of warning to the world must have clean hands and pure hearts. They must have a living connection with God. The thoughts must be pure and holy. The soul untainted. The body, soul, and spirit be a pure, clean offering to God, or He will not accept it. The youth, for misdemeanors of a comparatively light character, are treated with much severity. But when men and women of large experience, who have been considered patterns of piety, are revealed in their true character, unsanctified, unholy, impure in thought, debased in conduct. Then it is time for such to be dealt with in a decided manner. The greater forbearance that is exercised toward them has only had, as far as my knowledge extends, the influence to cause them to regard their fornication and adultery as a very light matter, and all their pretense has proved to be like morning dew when the sun shines upon it. False shepherds of the flock. No sooner are they placed in temptation that they reveal their moral defects, that they are not partakers of the divine nature, neither have they escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, but that they are earthly, sensual, devilish. Satan finds in them something that he can work up into marked iniquity, and he improves his opportunity. And the result is that those who claim to be shepherds of the flock are carnally minded. Leading the sheep of their care, whose purity, modesty, and virtue they should strictly guard, into licentiousness and lewdness—a cursed thing in the camp. Angels of heaven are looking on with shame and grief and disgust. How can the pure angels of heaven minister unto this class? How can they bring heavenly light into the assemblies where such ministers are advocating the law of God? But breaking that law whenever a favorable opportunity presents itself, living a lie, pursuing an underhanded course, working in secret, nursing their polluted thoughts and inflaming their passions, and then taking advantage of women or men who are tempted like themselves to break down all barriers and debase their bodies and pollute their souls, how can they do this thing? How can they have any fear of God before them? How can they have any love for God in their souls? Of what value is their faith in the truth? Cleanse the camp of this moral corruption if it takes the highest men in the highest positions. God will not be trifled with. Fornication is in our ranks. I know it, for it has been shown me to be strengthening and extending its pollutions. There is much we will never know. But that which is revealed makes the church responsible and guilty unless they show a determined effort to eradicate the evil. Cleanse the camp, for there isn't a cursed thing in it. The words of God to Joshua are, "Neither will I be with you any more, except ye destroy the accursed from among you. Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow." For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, There isn't a cursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies, until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. Joshua seven twelve and thirteen. 
These things are written for our benefit, upon whom the ends of the world are come. No real ground of hope. I have no real ground of hope for those who have stood as shepherds to the flock and have for years been born with by the merciful God, following them with reproof, with warnings, with entreaties, but who have hid their evil ways and continued in them, thus defying the laws of the God of heaven by practicing fornication. We may leave them to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, after all has been done to reform them, but in no case entrust to them the guardianship of souls. False shepherds! Oh, can it be that the men who have been engaged in this work for a long time will corrupt their ways before the Lord after great experience and special light? Adulterous ministers more guilty than Belshazzar. It is a truth which should make every one of us weep that those living in these last days, upon whom the ends of the world are come, are far more guilty than was Belshazzar. This is possible in many ways. When men have taken upon themselves the vows of consecration, to devote all their powers to the sacred service of God, when they occupy the position of expositors of Bible truth, and have received the solemn charge, when God and angels are summoned as witnesses to the solemn dedication of soul, body, and spirit to God's service, then shall these men who minister in a most holy office desecrate their God-given powers to unholy purposes? Shall the sacred vessel, whom God is to use for a high and holy work, be dragged from its lofty, controlling sphere to administer to debasing lust? Definition of a harlot. Is not this idol worship of the most degrading kind, the lips uttering praises and adoring a sinful human being, pouring forth expressions of ravishing tenderness and adulation which belong alone to God, the powers given to God in solemn consecration administering to a harlot? For any woman who will allow the addresses of another man than her husband, who will listen to his advances, and whose ears will be pleased with the outpouring of lavish words of affection, of adoration, of endearment, is an adulteress and a harlot. Right example by ministers. Ministers of the gospel would be powerful men if they set the Lord always before them and devoted their time to the study of his adorable character. If they did this, there would be no apostasies, there would be none separated from the conference because they have, by their licentious practices, disgraced the cause of God and put Jesus to an open shame. The powers of every minister of the gospel should be employed to educate the believing churches to receive Christ by faith as their personal Savior, to take him into their very lives and make him their pattern, to learn of Jesus, believe in Jesus, and exalt Jesus. The minister should himself dwell on the character of Christ. He should ponder the truth and meditate upon the mysteries of redemption, especially the mediatorial work of Christ for this time.